Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I just want to quickly say just a quick welcome to everyone that's joining us online. You know, we pray for you and we are so honored that we get to do this together with you, even through a screen. We know from experience being last week that uh, it's no less powerful. We we would prefer to be here in person, but it is no less powerful. Um, Pastor Matt and I were sitting in a hotel restaurant because we could not go outside that would be deadly but um with our headphones and listening and we were like yeah come on preach it (laughs) so but um as you are watching we just bless you today in the name of jesus we want to say hello to wagner hills which is uh, joining us um also to a westminster ladies house the ladies are the ladies come on also ruth and naomi's and the joshua house oh yeah just bless you guys today so so good so we are so happy to be back we had um, if you didn't know we were just away Um, we were in Palm Springs for a couple of days which was a very amazing blessed time and then somehow ended up in Calgary in minus 38 (laughs) (laughs) which was crazy but now we're here so in all that you know God always is always working. We know that. We always rest confidently in that. But you know you can be grumpy and grateful at the same time. (laughs) And that's okay. So, um, yeah, we had some moments. But just blessed and favored in the meantime and seeing God at work in all things and so proud of our team here and just everyone that plays a part you know you might come up and think that is you know five people in the band and one person preaching but no it's not like that there's just so many people that give of their lives and their hearts to to make things happen and i'm going to talk a little bit more about that today but just to say hello we're glad to be home we're blessed winter's okay um (laughs) but uh but I still remember what blue sky looks like in the sun, so I'll just share that share that with you if I can. <laughs> but we're going to be hopping over. Last week, Pastor Matt preached. Well, he didn't. Last week, <laughs> no. Last week we were in Matthew chapter five. We're going to jump over to John chapter seven today. If you have your Bibles with you today, whether it's on a screen, hold it up on your phone or a paper Bible, which might be a little difficult to read in the dark but um my notes are on there so you can check them out just go to college street under events but anyways we i don't have a ton of verses for you today we're gonna really just hone in on a little section of john chapter 7. sometimes the beauty in that is that you can really just receive what is in that piece Sometimes we get so much that it does take all week to digest. And I still want you to do that. But uh, we are going to really focus in today. So John chapter 7. I'm reading from the message version. I have, this is my, this is my Bible from uh, high school. Yeah, I think it has things about Matt in it. And some verses. (laughs) She, fun things. But it is a, the NIV study Bible. So I'm actually going to just pop up to read from the message version today. So John chapter 7, starting in verse 1. 
So here it goes. So later Jesus was going about his business in Galilee. He didn't want to travel in Judea because the Jews were there looking for a chance to kill him. Makes sense. So it was near the time of Tabernacles, a feast observed annually by the Jews. His brother said, why don't you leave here and go up to the feast so your disciples can get a good look at the works you do? No one who intends to be publicly known does everything behind the scenes. This is what his brother is saying. If you're serious about what you're doing, come out in the open and show the world. His brothers were pushing him like this because they didn't believe in him either. Jesus came back at them. Don't pressure me. This isn't my time. It's your time. It's always your time. You have nothing to lose. The world has nothing against you, but it's up in arms against me. It's against me because I expose the evil behind the pretensions. Any evil and pretension going on in the world today? Hmm. Jesus said, you go ahead, go on up to the feast. Don't wait for me. I'm not ready. It's not the right time for me. Let's get into that. So previous to this, um, we learned about Jesus turning the water into the wine. We had learned how he had encountered religious people and put them in their place. He transformed the Samaritan woman and sent her out as the first female evangelist. Yeah. He, and you know what? She wasn't a woman of high reputation, was she? And God chooses who he chooses. He fed the 5,000 and then he fed the 4,000. So he's done a bunch of miracles and you know, the disciples are excited about it. The brothers are seeing this, but it says the disciples, now disciples are going to the Feast of the Tabernacles, telling Jesus he needed to be there. If he wanted to be known, he couldn't, he couldn't do everything behind the scenes. That's what they said. And they were excited about Jesus. They were human, just like us. Have you ever been excited about something? You want to tell the world, you want to tell your friends, you want everyone to know about something good. You know, they knew that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was their savior, that he was going to overthrow the government. And they were pushing him, not in a bad way. They just wanted everyone to know. But Jesus said, it's not my time yet. This is your time. It is always your time. John 7, 6. We'll just go back up there. All right, so today we're going to talk about time. All right. So there's two words for time in the Greek. And I was even thinking as preparing this, we're really going to park on kind of one topic today, just so you know. But why do we go to the Greek? Why do, you know, have you ever thought of that? Been like, why do church people talk about the Greek and the Hebrew all the time? <laughs> well, one, of it, one reason is really the time. The time and place where our Bible was written and came from. The thing is, Greek is, it is a very old language, it's ancient, but it also often has more than one word to kind of describe the same things, but also often has a richer and deeper meaning than, than our words today. So that's why we're going to jump in there. So two words for time in the Greek are chronos and kairos. Do you want to just say it with me? Chronos and kairos. Okay, so chronos is your chronological calendar, okay? Chronos, chronological. So it's how we keep our appointments. It's how we schedule our days. It's the minutes, it's the hours, the weeks, the months, the years. So that's kind of easy to remember. So it's the propelling forward of time that we can measure. 
Okay, so we know that in about an hour, you're gonna be out of here, that kind of a thing, all right? <laughs> so, you know, Kronos is how we measure our time quantitatively. So like anything like that, we can start to worry about whether or not we have enough of that. That is, that is such a human thing. Will I have enough? Do I have enough? You know, and if we look around at how does culture talk about time? We know that too. We like, don't waste time. Time is of the essence. Time is money. You know, we're afraid of losing it or running out of it. And so it can become destructive. It can become demanding. It can become stressful. So Kronos time, if we let it, can eat us alive if we're not keeping track of it, okay? Okay, so, but Kairos, Kairos is a divine appointed time that only God can handle. Only God can handle. We cannot force it. Kairos is supernatural time. It's a divine opportunity. And when we read the Bible, it's what it means when we hear the words due season. Due season, God's timing, a specific time. Write that down. A specific time, God's timing. So in John chapter 7, the disciples are trying to push the Kairos time. They're trying to push God's time. But Jesus said, no, it's not my time. But because of me, it's always your time. Because of me, it's always your season. It's always your opportunity to grow. Okay? It's always your opportunity to be free. It's always your opportunity to feel like you belong and you are loved. Your spiritual advancement is always available. God isn't holding it captive. My question to you today is, are you hitting snooze? Anyone hit, hit snooze in the house? Anyone use the snooze button? In the past. Who hit snooze in the past? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the thing about hitting snooze is when you hit snooze, you often go just far enough into sleeping again that when snooze hits, you have to fully come out of that again. And the more you do that, the tireder your brain gets. So it's not serving you, all right? It's not, yeah. The other part about that is, is once you've gotten up at 6.30 when it should have been six, is you've lost that half an hour. You cannot get back that half an hour ever, okay? So don't, let's just not do that anymore. So we also don't want to snooze <laughs> in the past on your opportunity to advance. So it's, it's always available for you. We're not, there's times when we're like, I'm just waiting on God, I'm just waiting on God. But there are times that God is waiting on us. Yeah, there are times where there is a season of waiting. There, that is true. But when the wait comes from God, that's okay. When the wait comes from us, it's not necessarily helpful to us. There are some things that we do not need to pray on. When you know what you're supposed to do, but you're like, I'm just going to pray on it. That's not obedience. You know, praying is always good. You know, I'm not going to ever say, I'm not going to say praying is bad. But if you know what you're supposed to do and you use the excuse of, I'm just going to pray on it, that's because you're hitting snooze. You're pushing, you're putting it off. Do you know how to take a step? Yeah. It's like this. <laughs> but 
God waits for us. Okay, sorry, that's just little, but it's true. Sometimes just like do that thing that you know that you can do in this situation. God waits for us to do the things that are humanly possible. If I can do it, God's not going to do it for me. So we have to make sure that we stop snoozing. No more snoozing. That's not your takeaway, but don't. Because God is, God is ready. He called you. He appointed you. He gave you everything you need for right now. So if you think that you don't have something, it's because you don't need it right now. So get going with what you've got. Take that step with what you've got. Anybody here, I know we don't like to go backwards, but anybody here thought that 2023 was gonna be the year that they were gonna get healthy? You don't have to put your hand up, you do. <laughs> Maybe it's your year that you were gonna manage your finances better or go back to school, or you were gonna join a connect group and stop trying to do life by yourself. It is 2024 now, <laughs> just so you know. And so I don't mean that, I, that's just a fact. I don't mean that in a condemning way, but God is saying, hey, you're not waiting for me. I have been working the whole time. That's the thing, God is always working, always. He's always working on our behalf. You know, even too, there's, there can be times when we are working through stuff. We're working through our own limitations, our own fears, our own whatever it is, but God's still working, even if he's like, even when he knows that if we would take that step or we would do that thing, that life would be better. He still is working on our behalf. He still is protecting us. He's still giving us more chances. You know, when you read in the Old Testament about the Israelites wandering for 40 years, it's because God really, he let them, he gave them another chance. He gave them more than one chance. And yeah, they, they could have skipped the 40 year delay they could have done that, but God in his mercy still gave them another chance. You know, Jesus, God sent his son, Jesus, and Jesus made a way. He says, he let us be born. <laughs> he gave us his Holy Spirit to help us make good choices, to lead and guide us and give that authority on earth. But he expects us to go forth and crush it. He expects us to make a difference. You know, Pastor Matt's talked about it too, where it's like he is looking for a return on his investment. You know, he's put gifts in us to be used on this earth, right? He's put people in our lives that we're meant to do life with, to bless and to impact. So one more time, stop snoozing because it's stealing your moments. And you know what, our moments are important. We can think to ourselves that we will have another opportunity or we will have another day, but we don't know that. None of us here know. We may never have that specific moment again. And on another level, we think about our children. You know, the success of our years will be, term be determined by our decisions, our daily one on top of the other decisions and they determine what kind of lives we live while we're here on this earth. We think about our kids, you know, when we do um, coaching, if 
if parents are asking us, we do say you cannot make children the center of your world because eventually they're going to have their own world and then you will be left with no world. So, <laughs> but at the same time, you have a limited amount of time to pour into them, to teach them, to pray on them and to, and to show them good examples. So it is important that you are aware of that. You know, we're getting to the point where we have five children where about half of them are in those teenage years where they're still at home but they are less influenced by us they still are but it's different they're not necessarily taking every word we have to say they are looking around and testing it a bit more and you know they may take it better from their coaches than they do from their parents now so thank you Jesus for amazing leaders in the house of God and our teachers and that pour into them so that's one example of that. It's just, we, our time is short. We need to use it wisely. So again, John 7, verse 6, your time is always ready. So Kronos time moves quickly. And the Bible says it's like a vapor. That's how, that's how life is. You think, when we think about heaven, I mean, it's not something. Heaven isn't something that we can grasp with our earthly minds but we think about it it's just such a different thing and can you just imagine I mean I can't imagine to be God but you know when we get to heaven and we see mom and we see grandma and all those people for them it's going to be like what the same day like they're gonna be like oh you're here now <laughs> for us it could be years but really our time on earth is just so brief but what we do in it will still have eternal impacts so again, time is the only thing that we really have and we can't create more of it. Everyone here uses time in some way. We might trade it for money, probably get paid for your time at work. And if we direct it, it's a great friend. And if we waste it, it can be stressful. So let's learn to manage our, our Kronos time because that part is our responsibility. You know, again, those seasons of waiting, when it's God that's doing it, it's not a denial. You know, it's not God saying no or I don't love you, but for us, we can miss opportunities if we cause the delay. So we did, we talked about our babies and all that. We'll just keep going there. Another thing is our health. And we're in January and for me, um, I'm not so much about making my January 1st resolutions. I don't actually think many people I know are. <laughs> not that, you know, I do think about challenges, uh, but ways I want to challenge myself. But I often take the first couple weeks of January to just be a little bit more quiet. Just to listen to what is God saying to me as we go into this next year. But I do know that God has been speaking to us about health. And health is something that has been important to us our whole married life, but just highlighted. And you know when the Spirit is highlighting something for you that you should just take a minute and be like, okay, what does that mean? You know, a big thing, a big thing is rest. I want to talk about rest for a second. So oftentimes when we feel like we're burnt out or exhausted or tired, it's because we probably were tired quite a while ago and just kind of kept pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. On the flip side of that, I know 
for myself a couple of months ago, I came to a point of frustration where I was like, I'm tired, but I've been trying to get stronger. What is wrong? Something has to change. Because if we, if you just rest all the time, you aren't going to get strong. You have to manage, you have to manage your rest. You have to manage your health. So there's more to it than that. I know I've had a couple of days at home and uh, I don't feel more, well, I feel great right now. <laughs> but you know, when you are at home and you're kind of like hanging out, not doing a whole lot, you can tend to feel more tired. Does that make sense? So we've got to prioritize, you know, what we put in our body and, we've got, and we need to exercise because that's how we get strong. So this isn't your like fitness message today, but we do need to be mindful of it. And the reason for my frustration was like, I don't want to go through every Sunday exhausted at the end of the day and where I need to take a full day the next day to recover. I don't feel like that's God's best for me. So for me, it's like, God, what do I need to do? What do I need to change so that I can get stronger, so that my capacity can grow, you know? And I still... But still knowing when to rest. We have to manage that and we need to plan for it. But really a lot of our health issues, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are really preventable and it is a discipline issue. So if you're in the room today and you're like, I'm not feeling my best, ask the Lord to reveal what, you, what your next step is. You know, I've had it two words. Like I, I felt like I was doing all the right things, and, uh, but I wasn't sleeping very well. And so I asked the Lord, I was just going for a walk and I was like, I need sleep. Who here knows that if you go a bunch of days with not good sleep, that it does not help your mental fitness. <laughs> you know, you feel it, you know that you start to get whatever, more anxious or more emotional or whatever. It's because we were built to have rest, you know, in that way. So I asked Lord, I'm like, God, if there's something I need to change, can you reveal it to me? Because your word says that you will give your beloved rest. And I know that you love me. And I know that that's a promise for me. So if there's something I need to do with my Kronos time in the natural, can you show it to me? And that very day in women's group, it came up. Um, and with just different people talking about different situations and different things that they learned. And I knew right then, I was like, that, that was God's way of answering my prayer and revealing that to me. But how great that He did it also in community, you know? And I, I just love that. So again, prioritizing your health because we want to live long. We want to take care of our families. We want to live out our callings um, and really just, just go hard for God, right? And again, we're not, we're not Jesus. We're not the source for everyone. Um, we can't do all things. We're not supposed to be all things to all people. And there are times that we do just need to get out of the way so that people can experience Jesus instead of experiencing us, you know? But our natural decisions do affect our spiritual advance. You have to make the decision to read the Word of God for yourself. You have to make the decision to pray to God, to talk to Him. You know, our salvation is not through works, no. But it is about our alignment with God, with the Word of God. God will still love you no matter what. If you read one verse or you read a thousand, you can't stop His love and you can't make Him love you more. But the abundant life comes when we align ourselves with the Word of God. And that's what I want. Another thing is, is we often live for the big occasion, right? We know we're going on a trip, so we uh, plan our fitness accordingly, or we get 
spray tan or we get our hair done. I mean, I guess do guys, yeah, guys do well, most of that stuff too. <laughs> yes. And that's all great, but it is still really in the big picture, it's the day-to-day that matters. It's the decisions that we make every day. And, you know, we can struggle for the plan of God in in one season because we are thinking about the next season or we're thinking about the next big thing or we really, really love the last season. But we need to decide today in this season, January 2024, what am I going to check yes to? What am I going to commit to? How am I going to make this the best season? And so we say to ourselves, I'm in a great season. Say it, I'm in a great season. I left a great season and there's a great season ahead. You know, sometimes the challenge is to, to know when, when to pass the baton, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about today. Decide right now that you are in a great season, that you're sitting by great people that have something to offer you and you have something to offer them and you're blessed. And God anointed and appointed each person. He called each person to be in this room today. There are so many times I have conversations where I say, I love how God puts families together, how he, how he causes our paths to cross. And you, and you know, sometimes you just know that's God. God planned for this. And it's not always people that are exactly the same. You know, um, Pastor Hazel said when she was here for conference in the fall, she said, we, we rub off our rough edges on each other. And I think that's really powerful because sometimes when we don't see eye to eye, we can be like, I don't want to be around you. But sometimes that's the person you want to be around. You know, those people that have different strengths or they have different opinions because they refine us, right? They smooth out those edges so that we can grow. Something I want to say to you today, if you're brand new in the house, maybe this might make less sense, but no, it won't. (laughs) Jesus' name. Don't live suspicious. We tend to like to overthink or assume about lots of things, you know, especially when it comes to change. You know, we might see something different or somebody doing something different or things aren't done the way they've always been though there's none I don't think there's any always been around here but don't live suspicious don't freak out about change change is often great and when we go up when God's bringing us up into the next level we can't be looking back and dreaming about the past we need to go where God is calling us to go and we need to keep going onward and upward so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, serve with all your might and let God take care of it. If it feels like you're invisible and nobody's seeing what you're doing, don't worry about it because God sees you and He will reward you. He will reward you in the secret. Or He'll reward you openly in His due season or in His time. And you know, I've been in places where, in churches where they've called all the volunteers up to the front to do a big thank you moment for them. And really like, as nice as it is, it doesn't do anything for me because that's not why I do it. You know, it's like we, we pour out from a place, we, when we pour out for God, for the place of helping someone else, our return is that in that they are helped and that God is glorified. So again, just kind of bringing it back, our responsibility is our chronos time. The kairos time is up to God. The recognition, the reward, the appointing, the anointing, the due season, that's up to God. And He knows when it will be perfect. 
And if we're not there yet, it's because he's working on something. He's making us into the people we need to be. He's developing our character. He's strengthening us. He's deepening us for that. Our job is to align ourselves with the word of God so that we don't cause the delay. Okay? And let's make sure we're not comparing ourselves to one another, but that we rest in the Lord. We follow his voice. We stand confident in whatever our calling is for this season. You know, maybe you're here today and you're like, well, I'm not the best or I'm not the favorite. Well, who cares? <laughs> you know, you're, you're God's chosen, so walk like it. It's always your time to walk in that confidence that God has called you, that he's chosen you. He called you to be here today. There's going to be something in what I say from the word of God that is going to be exactly for you today. And the Holy Spirit's going to deliver it how you need it. And your circumstances don't need to change for everything to change. Does anybody know that? Have you ever had that feeling where like everything is different, but nothing is different? That's when God can just change our perspective, when we can see Him working in the midst, when we kind of just come up above, when we lift our eyes above the circumstances. You know, there can be lots going on. There can be chatter and there can be conflict and there can be water leaking or there can be whatever, but we can lift our eyes above that to know that this is all going to be okay. This will pass, this will pass, we'll work it out. If I need to take a step or I need to obey God in some area, I can do that. But I can lift my eyes up knowing that God is in me, that He's working on it, that His plans are to prosper me, not to harm me, but they're also they're to give me a hope in the future. So past the leaking water, past the stress, whatever. So let's lift our eyes up there. And when we pray to God, that's what helps us do that. It just lift our eyes above the natural to the supernatural, knowing that he's, he, his time is up to him, but he's got us. So let's just take that as an encouragement, get a fresh perspective today and rest in the fact that God is always working. Don't get worked up about natural stuff. And you know, if we work to, together to build God's house, he will build your house. He'll help you with your stuff. So let's not get weary in well-doing, whatever it is, whatever that means for you, but manage your time well, plan for rest, trust in God. Again, the due season is God's responsibility. Something I just want you to think about today is that we um, cannot separate our secular time from our spiritual time. Okay, so we're not different people on different days. Yes, you come to church today, but you're not a different person tomorrow. You know, sometimes we can have that in mind where we dress up and we act a certain way, but that's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. But I want you to think about something today. Thinking about church, there are a lot of people, like I talked about, that work behind the scenes to kind of make things happen and to make sure that the building is in working order and all that kind of stuff. So think about this, people made arrangements with their Kronos time to be here as early as 5.30 a.m. You know, they set up the patio, they prepared for you. There's prayer, practice. Some people are doing some last minute cleaning, brewing your coffee, preparing for your children and caring for them so that you and I could experience a Kairos moment today, to be in the presence of God and hear the voice of the Lord. 
And you know, if we embrace those moments, those Kairos moments and surrender to them, they can change our lives forever. That's how important our Kronos time is. But you know, what if we all just really showed up? Whatever that looks like, deep down you know you can do it. We get wrapped up in our own little circumstances, but what if we just really showed up to serve? We might struggle thinking that, oh, nobody believes in me or nobody sees me, but I want to announce today that we believe in you. We believe in the calling that God has on each one of your lives, whatever that is. But what if you showed up to teach kids? You're on the kids team. Like it was the last thing you'd ever do for the Lord. What if we stop being too tired for our spouses? What if you show up for the job God has you in with excellence, with integrity? How about in your neighborhood? How about the grocery store? Sometimes compassion is how you treat that person at Starbucks who's new on the job. You know, when everyone else is getting frustrated, what if you spoke life to her or to him and said, hey, one day you're going to run this place to change the atmosphere? To grasp Cairo's time, God's time, we are going to have to release some of our anxiety about it. But you know what? We can learn to live life in a way that meets our natural goals, that manages our responsibilities, but also keeps us open to what the Holy Spirit might be doing that we didn't expect. My takeaway today is this. I will take responsibility for my time, but I will give up trying to control God's. All right, I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Father. I thank you for today. I thank you for your word and uh, just how relevant it is. And God, I just pray for just every person in this room. And I know even for my own self, sometimes it's the little things. It's the little ways that I know I need to step out in obedience. It's the little things that you've been asking me to do. And it's often those little things that make all the difference. But God, just today, I just pray that you would speak to us wherever we're at, whatever our situation is, whether it's job or family, however you're talking to us or working in our hearts today, that your grace would just be upon us, that your peace would be upon us and that you'd show, give us clear direction for where our next step is. Whether it's a big change or a tiny change, we ask for your help and we know that you'll give it to us, God. We thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in us personally, in our churches, in our communities. God, we are so expectant for an amazing year ahead. And we thank you that we are in an amazing season right now. Give us the grace and the wisdom to be present in it and to see what you're doing, to lift our, our eyes above the noise and to look for you in all things. Thank you, Jesus. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and think of you. Caught up in circle, confusion is 
something new Flashback Warm nights Almost left behind Suitcase Of memories Time after Sometimes You picture me I'm walking Too far ahead You're calling To me I can't hear What you said You said Go slow I fall behind The second hand of words If you're lost You can look And you will find me Time after time If you fall I'll be waiting Time after time After my picture fades And darkness has turned to gray Watching through You know what, that's the thing. If we're last, we can look and we will find Jesus time after time. So whether we've used our Kronos time well or not, whenever we find ourselves in that place that maybe we've gotten into ourselves, he's still there waiting. All we have to do is call out to him. And you know, I want to give, and speaking of time, I want to give a moment in time right now, if I could get you to stand with me. And after you've stood, to just 
just close your eyes. Just let this be your moment. You know, the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. So really, none of us can do it on our own. But Jesus made a way. We come into the presence of God because Jesus made a way. And if you're here today and you have not made the decision before to ask Jesus into your life, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Just saying, Jesus, I believe in you. Believing that he's God's one and only son sent from heaven to earth to pay the price for our sins once and for all. That we might have hope in this life and eternity in the next. And all it means is saying, as simple as ABCs, I admit that I have sinned and that I need you, God. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again so that I could be free and healed and saved. And I choose today to follow you. So that's what we're going to pray right now. And you might be thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll do that later. But you don't know if you have later. You know, just being on social media, I've seen a lot of, hey, a lot of loss. And not to make it a heavy moment, but none of us knows our time. None of us accept God. So let's take our time now to say yes to Jesus. Whether it's 15 more years of life or whether it's one more day or whatever, let's start now. So if you could repeat after me and if you're here in the house and you've prayed that before, we're going to pray it as a family. So just repeating after me, say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned and that I need you. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that you rose again so that I could have new life. And I choose now to follow you for the rest of my life, no matter how long. Thank you, Jesus, that as of right now, my past is past. And I'm beginning a new life with you. Right here and right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, just keeping your eyes closed and your heads bowed. If you're in the room this morning and this topic about time and about God and all that, if it spoke to you in any way personally into the season you're in or to how you think about life, would you just raise your hand this morning? Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the word. And if you're here today and you're choosing now, today, to give your life to Jesus, whether for the first time or as a rededication, I just ask you to put your hand up proud, straight up in the air and just say, that's me, one, two, three. That's me making that decision today. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we're going to go into just a a worship song that we're going to sing together. So I'll ask you to continue standing. But we're also going to give an opportunity this morning for baptism. And, you know, we know that we have, a, we have a baptism tank here. Baptism means to be fully immersed, fully immersed in water. And the Bible says that we are, when we are baptized, that it's like when we are buried with, being buried with Christ, when he went to the grave and he took all our sin, but then rose again. So it's like all of our sin, all of our shame, all that stuff we don't want to deal with anymore is 
is being drowned in the water and being raised to new life. We're not being drowned, but that old, old self. So if you're here today and you're just coming to know Jesus, or you want to leave something behind in the water today, something's gotta go, you know it, so that you can step forward into all that God has for you, that opportunity is available for you today. My husband and I will be right there and uh, we're gonna just worship with our whole hearts. Sound good? Let's do it. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.